this is Richard Mollett, and thank you everyone for joining us today on our webinar using data to strengthen your nursing home advocacy. I think this will be really useful for people who want to have some more uh, information about the nursing homes in their, in their specific nursing home, excuse me, or nursing homes in their community, in their state, or even nationally. So I appreciate you all joining us. The phone lines are muted. We'll unmute them at the end for Q&A. In the meantime, without further ado, we're going to get started. Um, so just a brief background on Long-Term Care Community Coalition for those of you who are joining us for the first time today. We are a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization uh, we are dedicated to improving care and quality of life for residents in long-term care facilities, particularly those in nursing homes, assisted living, adult homes, etc. We are also home to the local long-term care ombudsman program in the Hudson Valley of New York. Today's speakers, you'll see at the top of the screen on the right-hand side, that's me and I'm the Executive Director of the Long-Term Care Coalition, and I'm joined today by Eric Oldwine, who is our Policy Fellow. Eric graduated last May from the Malman School of Public Health at Columbia University with a Master's of Public Health in Sociomedical Sciences. Sounds very neat. Um, so why is this information useful? Uh, I know that data, like people's eyes glaze over, and I used to feel that way also. Uh, as I often tell people, I got a D in statistics in college. It was m my worst course. Um, but I find that over the years, uh, one, I, I found it easier to use, and also that it is extremely useful in supporting our advocacy about specific issues such as antipsychotic drugging, pressure ulcer rates, staffing, etc. cetera. Uh, it enables us to look at different facilities uh, compare how they're doing, whether in a community, comparing how different states are doing in terms of their staffing, in terms of their pressure ulcer rates, et cetera. And it's really um, useful for us, and I hope it will be useful for you as well, in um, supporting uh, advocacy. Again, as I mentioned earlier, both in a specific facility to say, well, you know, look, other facilities in the area um, have better staffing, or the staffing here is an issue, or citations here are, are a concern for us. And here's what the, those citations have been over the past year or two. Those are the ways in which you can use some of the data. Um, and also to substantiate and demonstrate some of the issues that you might be seeing with state enforcement agencies, Department of Health, et cetera, with state auditors. We do a lot of work um, with the controllers and with the Inspector General, Medicaid fraud control units, uh, and with the public, letting people in the press know, if you speak to the press, letting people in your communities know, hey, this is what is going on um, in the nursing homes in our communities. Uh, quick agenda for our webinar today. So I'm going to provide a very brief um, introduction to Nursing Home Compare. This is something that we've discussed before on webinars and we'll discuss again on a future webinar later this year, just how to use information on specific nursing homes on Nursing Home Compare. I'm going to also speak a little bit more um, about digging deeper, excuse me, onto the underlying database, where to get the data that we'll be talking about today. Also, ProPublica has an excellent um, website page called Nursing Home Inspect, and then some of the data that are available on our website. We try to basically crunch and clean up some of the data that the Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicare Services publishes to make it easier for people to use, whether they're looking at a specific facility or in a community, especially for the local OMSN programs, for instance, or local area agency on aging, and if you're doing state or federal uh, advocacy. And then Eric is going to talk about mapping some of these data, which is something we've just started to do in the past year or so. I think it's really interesting. It really makes the data uh, come to life. And it's very, I wouldn't say it's very simple to use, but it is very intuitive. And once you get the hang of it, there's a free program called Tableau that we use. It's uh, very useful, I think, to show what is going on and, and to, uh, in, in a very interesting way through mapping. So a little bit about Nursing Compare and the five-star rating system. The website is www.medicare.gov forward slash nursing home compare or if you just do a Google or Bing search uh, in your browser for Nursing Home Compare, it should come up. 
Uh, I strongly recommend to everyone, and I've recently had family members and friends who unfortunately both needed nursing home care, to use only this system for reviewing information about nursing homes. Don't use other systems such as a place for mom, etc., because those other systems are generally paid for by the nursing homes or by the assisted living or the adult homes to be listed. So Nursing Home Compare is the only one that's run by the federal government. States also have websites. They're required to have websites that have information on nursing homes. But frankly, the five-star rating system, I think, is overall the most reliable and the best. It can certainly use some improvement, but uh, overall it provides really good information. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, there are some changes underway. We've done uh, last year we did a program on accessing information on nursing home compare, uh, looking up you know a specific facility as I'm showing here on the homepage of nursing home compare, uh, and we'll do another program later this year because CMS has implemented some changes in the past few months. There is now an icon next to facilities that have been cited for serious abuse, uh, so they, they they have an icon next to them. However, not all facilities in which there is abuse have such an icon, so that's why I just wanted to caution there. But um, they made some improvements there, and they're going to be putting together, there are different compare websites for hospitals, for doctors, for hospice care, and they're all very different. CMS is going to be essentially streamlining them into one, one unit. So again, we'll do a program later in the year once we have more information about that, but I just wanted to give you all a little bit of background, some of the things. So if you're going to look for a specific nursing home, or if you want to search for nursing homes in your area, if you're looking for nursing home care or helping someone who is, you can go to Medicare.gov, Nursing Home Compare. You can search by the state name, by town, by zip code, et cetera, and then look for the nursing home. And this is what the nursing home profile listing comes up with. It provides, as you can see in these tabs, um, general information, uh, information on health inspections, uh, fire safety information, uh, staffing, quality resident care, and penalties, information on penalties that the nursing home has had. So a little bit um, to dig underneath and get some further information beyond what's available on that just you know basic page for facilities listing, one that we like to use and recommend is ProPublica.org. ProPublica is a nonprofit, uh, essentially journalist uh, operation. They do a lot of in-depth investigations, et cetera. And in the past, they've done a lot of work on nursing homes. They haven't done so much in recent years, but they have this nursing home inspect page that they update regularly. And as you can see here, I put an arrow, you can click uh, on any state to see the information for the specific uh, facilities in that state. You could also search for nursing home deficiencies in a state or by a nursing home name, et cetera. And it comes up with a lot of information, uh, useful information and interesting insights that you may not be able to access elsewhere about what's going on in your facility or facilities in your community. Here I'm just showing, I, I looked up New York State, which is our home state. It shows you how many facilities there are, uh, how many facilities have been cited with a serious deficiency, usually meaning they cause resident harm, how many penalties have been fined. Um, I think it's in the past uh, year, maybe three years, excuse me, because there's three years of data on nursing home compare. And then you could see this list and you could actually click on any of those names to find the citations themselves. So some you know, very interesting, useful information if you are poking around a bit, want to see what's going on, if you're a resident or family counsel, if you're an ombudsman or an advocate who is working with residents, et cetera, um, useful information to find out what's going on in your facility and the facilities in your state or community. Next, I want to talk about, and this is really the underlying focus of everything that we're going to talk about today. Uh, CMS has the census, again, for Medicare and Medicaid services, the federal agency has data on two websites. One, and this one is data.medicare.gov. And they have a variety of different data. You could actually get hospital data as well. But if you go to the nursing home compare data sets, you can see here, um, it, it shows you what the data sets are. 
And on the next screen, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you here, um, the data sets include health efficiencies. They include the um, minimum data set, the MDS quality measures. Those are measurements that facilities make of residents. They include antipsychotic drugging rates, whether residents have had pressure ulcers, whether they've had falls, whether they've become more depressed, uh, if they've lost the ability to uh, go to the bathroom on their own, et cetera. There's a lot of different things that are captured in the MDS, and those data are available here. There's information on nursing home ownership, on the facility ownership. There's information on penalties against the nursing homes. There's some information on the staffing. However, the staffing information that's available here is what we call risk-adjusted. I don't want to take a people's, too much people's time to talk about that, but essentially risk-adjusted meaning that they adjust the actual staffing numbers um, in, in respect to the needs of the residents based upon those MDS quality measures. So the MDS quality measures are with the facility, um, you know, different criteria that the facility uses to assess a resident and the staffing that is provided on data.medicare.gov and on the nursing home compare, the previous um, slide that I showed you, those are risk adjusted. So they're not the actual staffing rates, they're the risk-adjusted staffing rates. You could also look at star ratings. And then underneath here, I want you to see that each of these data sets, excuse me, includes searchable identifying information. So you could search for a specific nursing home name. Uh, what CMS does on these data sets, they put out data for the entire country, every single nursing home in every single state. But you can make, you can, you can pull out that data if you're interested and make it easier if you're interested in a specific facility, you can find out um, information for any of those above data sets by nursing home name. You could do a search. You could do a search by state and pull out that information, download it, and then just look at information for your state, look at information for your city, look at information for your county, et cetera. Uh, and this just shows you again what those data sets look like. So number one on the upper left-hand side, that's when you first go to data.medicare.gov, you can see there's hospital compared data. I circled nursing home compared data. Actually, Eric circled that, uh, or physician compared data. So you go to nursing home compared data, and then on the right-hand side, number two, see health deficiencies. So we did a search, which we circled here. We typed in health deficiencies, and health deficiencies came up. And then number three shows you what the data look like. So there's the uh, maybe a little bit hard to see, but the first column is the provider number, then the provider name, so you could search for provider name, the address, the city, state, zip code, and then information, this was again for health deficiencies, it tells you the survey date, the survey type, whether it was a complaint survey or a regular health survey, and then the deficiency code, what the deficiency meant, and the description. So you have some interesting information here, so if you wanted to look at a specific facility, for instance, the second one listed here is River City Center, you can just search for River City Center and you could find all of the deficiencies, which would give you also the deficiency description. But there's a lot of data there, but you can pull it down. You could just say, I just want the data for Alabama or New York or, or California or Kansas and just pull out those data. And that makes it easier to use, easier to, you know, just by filtering, it gives you some information. Or you could choose by city or by zip code or, or select a few zip codes if you're interested to see what's going on in your area. Next, I want to talk about the payroll-based journal staffing data. So this is, what that means is those are the staffing that are in the nursing home. The payroll-based journal staffing data are really important, as I know here on this slide, because in the past, the only information we had about the staffing in a nursing home. And staffing is the most important indicator of a nursing home safety and, and quality of care. Uh, the only information we had was the nursing home self-reported how much staffing they had for the two weeks prior to their annual survey. And those data were not audited. They were just published on Nursing Home Compare and published elsewhere. Well, as you can imagine, there were you know, concerns from family members, concerns from researchers, concerns from state and federal policymakers that one, nursing homes were inflating those data because they were not audited, and also because the data were just for the two weeks prior to the annual inspection, 
that facilities might actually be increasing their staffing levels at that time. So we and other advocates fought really hard to get some changes to this. And in the 2010 Affordable Care Act, so-called Obamacare, it included a requirement that facilities report auditable data on their staffing based upon payroll records for every single day of the year. So not just that two-week period, but for every single day of the year. Um, we worked, uh, as did other advocates, really hard to get that requirement implemented. It took a long time. The law passed in 2010, or went into effect, excuse me, in 2010. The requirement for facilities to do this reporting was not implemented until 2016, and public reporting began in 2017. So if you go to data.cms.gov, again, this is a different website. The other website is data.medicare.gov, where they have the citations and the other MDS data, it the ownership data, et cetera. Here, if you just want to get the staffing data, it's on data.cms.gov. We have all this on our website also, um, and every single file that we have that we provide for you also has the origin. So I know it gets a little bit complicated. These are not things you necessarily have to remember. This program, uh, of course, will also be up on our website and on our YouTube channel, etc. So you'll have this as a reference. Uh, I'm sorry, of course, I didn't make this up. This is up to the government, but, and it is a little confusing. Hopefully, they'll be consolidating this in the future, but I, didn't, I just want to make clear this is a different website. So we go to data.cms.gov. They have a lot of different, re different data there. Um, we just put in PBJ, and this is the search that came up. So you can find the nursing staff and the non-nursing staff. So for every single day of the year, facilities are required to report. They report on a quarterly basis for, for those for every single day in that quarter, daily hours for the RNs, the LPNs, the CNAs in the facility, who has assigned to provide direct care, who is assigned to provide administrative work, because some RNs, some LPNs just do administrative work or insurance work. They also have to report the nursing staff who are there permanently as employees or a contract staff. And then they also report non-nursing staff for every single day of the year. That includes medical directors, pharmacists, activity staff, um, social work staff, and therapy staff, among others. So there is a lot of, there are, excuse me, a lot of data that are there. This is what it looks like. So again, it's a similar kind of uh, setup as the other data, even though it's on a different website. And this is how I've seen a lot of the states have it as well, by the way. So they have the provider number. You know, every facility has a provider number that's licensed under Medicare or Medicaid. And then the provider name, city, state, county. Um, it tells you the quarter. Uh, so this is from 2019 Q3 tells you the actual work date. If you can look here at in, the, in the middle of the, uh, the, the middle column, tells you the actual day. So you can look for every single day uh, to see what data, uh, what data there are. Excuse me. Uh, now, why is that important? What we do, and we'll talk about in a minute, is we publish for every single quarter, we average the staffing for the quarter. Uh, and those are the data that we provide that I'll talk about in a minute. But if you are looking for a specific nursing home, if you want to see what nursing homes in your, a specific nursing home or nursing homes in your community are doing on a daily basis, how many staff were there on Christmas, how many staff are there on the weekends, you can actually look up the weekends. So a way to do that is, and we could talk about this more, people are interested, we could do a separate program just kind of digging into this, is you could pull out all the data for here is Burns Nursing Home. You could pull out all the data for Burns Nursing Home, whatever the name of your nursing home is, for the quarter, pull that out, and that gives you a e much easier, more, more usable file to play with, and then you really just look at the numbers that you're interested in. So you could look at specific dates for that quarter, what were the staffing levels on the weekends, because that's something, of course, which we're all really concerned about. Uh, one thing, by the way, which we, we and other advocates have been asking CMS for is to provide information by shift, because we know that sometimes there is um, much less staffing at night, uh, much less staffing in the evenings, but especially overnight than residents um, need, so that we could evaluate that. 
Uh, CMS has not responded positively to that yet. But right now we have those days we could look at Christmas, we could look at Mother's Day, we could look at when you know people are off for Easter vacation, we could look at weekends and see what is going on with that staffing. As an advocate, I just want you all to know that you know when facilities say, oh, you know, it was Christmas week, whatever, of course staffing was low. Well, for most nursing homes, this wasn't your first Christmas. Um, they are responsible for ensuring that residents are safe and that there is sufficient staffing to, to care for residents, provide the care that they need 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks out of the year, period, full stop. They get paid to do that. They get paid to do it on Christmas and on Saturdays and Sundays, etc. So this is a way for us to know what's going on and to hold them accountable. So I'm going to talk about, as I mentioned before, we try to clean up these data to make them more easy or easy, easier for you to use, easier for people to use, whether they're looking at state data or national data, um, that it's a little more user-friendly than uh, those the larger databases, which could have you know hundreds of thousands of lines of data. Um, so on Nursing Home Compared to our website, I'm sorry, nursinghome411.org, excuse me, we have, as you can see here, uh, the Learning Center, if you go down to Nursing Home Info and Data, we update uh, pretty frequently on a quarterly basis staffing data. As I mentioned, those come out on a quarterly basis. We also update periodically about once a year enforcement data. We uh, update data on dementia care and antipsychotic drugging and pressure ulcer rates, et cetera. So there's a lot of different data available there. Just for um, time's sake, I'm just going to mention two types of data that we provide. One is on nursing home citations. So as you can see here, as I mentioned earlier, Nursing Home Compare provides three years of data on a rolling basis. It's updated on a monthly basis. So Nursing Home Compare always has about the last three years of data. What we did in November is we downloaded three years from September 1st, 2016 to, to excuse me, August 31st, 2019. So three full years of data on nursing home citations. These are the the, you know, what facilities have been cited and for what. And we download them and we clean them up and we put them in individual state files. So you could look at the national file, which we include also, but you could also download for your specific state, every single state in the country, we have that information. So here, for example, is the data for Ohio. So these are the citations, they were collected in November of 2019. And you can see on the left-hand side, it has a provider state and the, the name of the provider, which is sort, sortable and, and searchable. Uh, the city, the survey date, city which the provider is, is in the survey date when the citation was made. The deficiency tag number, so you can see what they were cited for, F309, F323. And remember, we have the, on our website, we have a free primer on nursing home um, citations or nursing home regulations, excuse me, which has these deficiency tag numbers. You can also, if you don't want to go to our website, you can easily do a search for nursing home deficiency uh, F309 and you'll get information on the web as to what that is and what that requirement was that the facility failed to meet. Uh, and then we include the scope and severity code, so that tells you how, what the citation was in terms of how many people were potentially harmed or were harmed or put in immediate jeopardy in the facility. Um, so you have that information here. So that is, this is really useful if you're looking at a specific facility. If you were only concerned, for instance, with Abishire Place Skilled Nursing and Rehab, you can just do a search for that. That, that would come up. You can pull that out and just have a file that shows you the 25, 24 citations, excuse me, that they've had in the last three years. So if you're a family council member, if you're a resident council member, if you're an ombudsman, uh, if you are um, from Alzheimer's Association or you know, community, if you're an attorney working with residents or families, you can see what the history is of that facility over the last couple of years, what they were cited for. Now, very quickly, scope and severity, again, that means the, that the, how many people were affected or potentially affected by the violation. Uh, and that goes up. Now, if you go to our primer, again, as I mentioned before, we have a primer on the standards. They include the deficiency tag numbers for 
to help you out for a lot of these deficiencies, the ones that we identified as being, uh, as we thought as most important to resident care. But there also is a scope and severity grid, and that also, if you did a search for that, would be available online as well, and that would tell you where they are. So you can see on this tab, these are all the deficiencies for those three, that three, last three-year period in Ohio. Uh, and you can look this up for any single state, pull it out, and play with it. Um, you could, we also separate the harm deficiencies. So any deficiency that was cited as causing resident harm or immediate jeopardy is included. And then for every single one, every, every single data, data file that we provide on a state level, we always have a notes tab. So you can go back, you can find out, as I said before, you don't have to remember, does it come from data.cms.gov, does it come from data.medicare.gov, et cetera, it's there. And also that lets you know that you can go back and find those data. It's not just what we put together, you can always verify with the federal database exactly what we came up with, but this makes it a little easier to search uh, for nursing homes, search for the scope and severity code to see what's going on in your community or in your state. Second, and the last thing I'm gonna talk about are the staffing data. As I mentioned before, uh, under, as of 2017, CMS was publishing, started publishing on its website staffing data for every single nursing home that's in compliance with those federal reporting requirements. So it's not every nursing home. Now we're up to, I think, over 99% of nursing homes, though, are in compliance. So they have reported the staffing for every single day of the quarter for uh, RNs, LPNs, CNAs, for non-care staff. They report the percentage of people who are, or the hours of staff that are contract staff versus um, uh, employed staff, et cetera. We clean that up. What we do is, again, we have full national data on those uh, buttons on top. But for each state, you can see Alabama, Alaska, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, North Dakota, Ohio, et cetera. You can just click on that, and that'll download the page. We have the notes here on the information that's provided. What we provide, because we think it's most important, is we provide the actual RN, LPN, and CNA staff that's assigned to provide care. So we don't include the RN staff that's assigned to, to uh, administrative duties. We don't prov provide the LPN staff that's assigned to provide, again, administrative or doing insurance claims, et cetera, because what, from our perspective, where people care about who's on the floor, who is providing care, who is monitoring the care that's provided to residents. So we provide that all for every single facility. As you can see here, um, this is New Jersey. I switched states. So we have all the direct care staff. This is how every single one of the state files looks like. You have the state name on the left-hand side. You have the provider name. You have the city in which the provider is located, the county in which the provider is located. And then there's the MDS census. All these numbers, again, are averaged for the quarter. So rather than having 90, one, one, 90 listings for every facility, we just have one listing, but it's the average for the quarter. The average census, that's the number of residents that were in their facility, the average number of RN hours, the average number of LPN hours, the average number of CNA hours. But then, as you can see here in the right two columns, we average the total staffing hours per resident per day. And because RN staffing is critical, we average the RN hours per resident per day. So you can see for any facility in the state, again, that's in compliance, not every facility is in compliance with the reporting requirements, but most of them are. You can see what their average total staffing hours are of care staff per resident per day and average RN hours of residents per, per day. So I don't know if you can see how close you can see, but if you look at, I'm actually located close to West Orange, or I look at number 21, Alaris Health at West Orange, they had an MDS census of 100.5, excuse me, they had an average staffing of 3.7 hours and an average RN staffing of 0.8 hours. So you see also there are little arrows at the top of each one of these columns. You can sort them so you can see um, the highest or the lowest for your um, state, or if you just click on if you want to look at your city or your county, you can also look at highest and lowest on how they rate um, by county, et cetera. And of course, you can also do a search by provider name so you can see how, how your specific provider is doing. 
We also have this for contract staff and for non-care staff. So this is the second tab. Uh, and again, I stuck with New Jersey. This is contract staff. So you can see here the uh, percent of CNA hours that are contract, the percent of RN hours that are contract, and the percent of LPN hours that are, co that are contract. Again, for each facility, you can look by county and look, look how the facilities are doing by county, and you can look by city as well. And the same thing here for non-care staff. So we include administrator hours, medical director hours, pharmacist, dietitian, um, hours of qualified activities professional, others activities professional, uh, and then we average out the activity staff per resident per day, and we do the same thing with the social work staff. Because for instance, if you're concerned about dementia care, um, studies have shown that it, residents with dementia are not getting the activities that they need. So if I am helping someone who has a resident with, uh, or a potential resident with dementia, I want to look and see what are the average activity staff hours per resident per day. Um, how does that pan out? And as I mentioned, I've included here, I include it as a separate um, page, but we also have a notes tab here so you can see again where the data are coming from. You don't just have to trust us. You can actually go back to the data files. It tells you where we got the data, when we got the data, and how you can get the data, the raw data yourself. But hopefully this makes it easier. So you can, you can just select county. If you're here in New Jersey, if you're in Essex County or Hudson County, you can just select for your county by clicking on the arrow at the top of county and selecting the county that you're interested in. Uh, in your, this is true of any state file. And then just see what's going on in the facilities in your county and how they are measuring up to one another. We also, as of the last quarter, started publishing the highest and the lowest, the top 10, the bottom 10, in terms of care staffing ratios for each state. We thought this would be useful, especially for people who are doing state advocacy, um, for ombudsmen, for advocates, et cetera, to see you know, what is going on in their state and to be able to show people in their state policymakers, legislators, uh, both in, in state government and in Congress, what is going on. So that's just a sample of what we have there. And then lastly, and we just started doing this in the last quarter, is we provide maps for the country. Total, this is the total staff hours average, uh, and you could see how the states match up against one another. And there's also a map for, total, for the RN hours per resident per day. And with that, I'm going to switch it over to Eric, who's going to talk more about how you can actually do some of these maps yourself. So just give me one second. I am going to uh, switch it over to Eric, if I can find him here. There we go. Okay, so give us just one second. We're going to switch over to Eric presenting, and he'll pick it up on his end. Now, Eric, I think you need to press star six to unmute yourself. Okay. All right, you can hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thanks. Hi. All right. Well, thank you, Richard. And that was a good transition to what I'm going to be talking about uh, for the next 20 or so minutes. Um, so as Richard mentioned, I'm going to be discussing mapping nursing home data in your state or community. And I wrote a guide to using Tableau and interactive data visualization software. But my goal here is not so much to... Uh, talk about the nitty-gritty of the software, but uh, more introduce you to the the uh, power of data visualization and how uh, turning numbers into a uh, into a visual can uh, leverage your mission and can uh, prove to be a valuable resource. Uh, whether you're a uh, family of a uh, of a nursing home resident, whether you're an advocate um, or whether you're in research. Um, they say uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. I think the, the better, uh, the more appropriate thing would be a picture will be worth a thousand numbers. So this is just an, uh, this is an example of a, of a visualization that can be, that can be made using Tableau, uh, which is a 
free. It's a software that uh, you can access for free. There's also a paid version, but we've been doing uh, most of our work with the Tableau Public Edition, um, and it's a, it's an interactive data visualization software which makes maps, graphs, and other graphics illustrating uh, information. I'm going to leave the PowerPoint for just a second just to show you what this map looks like within the Tableau software. So window. So this is what we're. This is a map of of the 600 or so uh, nursing homes in New York State. Um, I mapped it by special focus facility status. So the bigger circles are the special focus facilities. The medium-sized circles are the candidates, and the smaller ones are all the other facilities. And this map also shows the overall ratings of the different facilities. So. Uh, we can see a lot of red. Those are the one stars. Uh, the green are the five stars. And uh, we can see the, the colors ranging in the middle. So that's just a brief example of what, uh, of the kind of thing that the software uh, can do as far as nursing home mapping. Uh, but it's important to know that it's, uh, it's not just maps and it just, it's not just for nursing homes. Uh, here's for examples, uh, this, this map on the top left is the uh, is the uh, 2008 president, uh, presidential election map. Um, here, uh, somebody uh, mapped the coronavirus and where it, where the confirmed cases are. So here's a map of China. The bigger circles are uh, have the greater number of confirmed cases. Uh, as I was putting this presentation together, I was listening to the Beatles, uh, so I just decided to to search. I think I Googled Tableau Visualization and Beatles, and uh, it what popped up was a really cool uh, graphic which detailed who wrote, who was responsible for the Beatles uh, writing contributions over time. Uh, and then I was in, a, I was uh, drinking a cup of coffee, and one of the recent data, data visualizations was uh, how much caffeine are in the different types of uh, types of coffee. So it's not just for nursing homes. It's not just for maps. It's a versatile software. Um, Richard uh, did a, a, a wonderful job discussing accessing data and the data that is available publicly as far as nursing homes uh, are concerned. Um, be that at a, the the seeitdata.cms website or the or nursing home compare. It's important to know that that that. Uh, when you're mapping data, it, your map is only going to be good as as good as the information that you put into it. So um, there, as Richard mentioned, the rating system is not perfect. So uh, if a map tells you one, if a map uh, tells you a facility is a five-star facility, it's important to know that that number came from somewhere and it uh, might not necessarily mean that that facility is doing a great job. Um, there's also uh, other issues uh, that can happen when you, with data when you're making maps. There's user error, um, which I, which I've been uh, guilty of. Uh, there was I was looking up I was making a map the yes. other day. Sorry. That, sorry, I, I thought I heard someone. Um, I was making a map the other day, and I saw a facility had a rating of nine, which uh, we know the scale is one to five, so I knew something went wrong, and that was an issue from my end. Uh, so, again, these these uh, visualizations are only as, as good as the information that you put into it. Uh, that being said, uh, Nursing Home Compare and, and websites like ProPublica do have uh, a – comprehensive set of uh, data and information that you can use to uh, to visualize your information in a way that uh, might benefit the public, be that a uh, family of a nursing home resident uh, trying to figure out where to send uh, or where what 
a facility they uh, should be sent should be uh, sent to, or be that a um, a legislator who wants to see how the facilities in their district are performing. So a quick uh, Tableau vocabulary uh, overview. Uh, Tableau is the interactive data visualization software that we'll be using. Geospatial uh, data is uh, it's just a fancy word for uh, data that identifies the geographic location or features. Um, and then we have uh, the way Tableau works is you uh, each of your observations or your data points is attached to coordinates, uh, longitude and latitude. Um, so that's how it, that's how the program figures out where to uh, place those little dots within your map. So we have here the North Pole, uh, it's 90 degrees uh, north and it's on the prime meridian. I'm getting a little flashback to fifth grade geometry class right now. Uh, and back to the Cavern Club, we have the Beatles who are uh, Liverpool and they're located on uh, 53 north and three degrees west. And some other tableau terms uh, are dimensions. These are fields that can be aggregated measures. webinar being conducted by some guy. <laughs> Eric, Eric, this is Richard. I'm going to I'm going to mute everyone again, and then you can okay. mute yourself. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so, so you need to mute unmute yourself again, please. Eric, you need to yeah. Mute okay, good, great. All right, great. So from current slide. Right, so some other Tableau terms, which I'll uh, go over in a couple minutes, are uh, tool tips. Uh, so that, that's, uh, it, you'll see in, in a couple minutes, but the tool tips are the details that, you, that appear when you hover over a certain data point. And we'll get to the other terms uh, later. So this is uh, just a, I called it a map of, of a map. I, before I showed you an example of uh, New York State nursing homes, this is an example of uh, the facilities in California. Uh, so here we have our legend, which uh, which tells you what the different circle sizes mean. So the big circles mean special focus facility. The small the small circles either mean one star or uh, or nothing, which means it's just a regular. Uh, a regular two to five star facility that's not a candidate and not a special focus facility. Our legend also also uh, explain indicates what the colors mean. So the green is a five star. We're not seeing a lot of greens here. The red is a one star. The blue is a four star star. And you can set the colors however you'd like. And this uh, here is the tooltip, which I mentioned before. Um, you can add in information that uh, you might not, uh, that you might think is important, but uh, that you don't want necessarily want to be the primary focus of your map. So say you wanted uh, the user to know what a health inspection rating of a certain facility was, you could add that information to your map, but it wouldn't display it by color or by size. So I like to put the secondary variables in there. And because this is a, a, a due to time constraints, um, I just want to make sure everyone has this resource available, which has in writing uh, and in documents a more thorough and comprehensive explanation of what I have said over the last 10, 10 minutes, and it also uh, will explain uh, Tableau 101, so it'll give you instructions on, uh, it'll provide instructions on how to make a map uh, if you have a data set available, and it also give, provides instructions on how to organize a data set uh, so that you can enter that into Tableau and uh, develop a visualization. Okay, and 
for uh, the last uh, the last part of this, I'm going to be showing you how to. Uh, I'm just going to go over a brief demonstration on converting uh, one of those data set similar to what Richard had discussed earlier in today's webinar and make it into something which on our right looks like a, uh, a more uh, colorful um, and I think it get a map that gives a different illustration and that uh, that conveys the information in a more user-friendly way. So I'm going to exit out of our PowerPoint and First, I'm just going to show you the type of uh, data uh, Excel sheet that we're working with. Uh, this is uh, mostly from the uh, the data.medicare.gov website, where you can download all this information. I did a little bit of uh, organization of the data, and I sorted the columns, but all of this information is publicly available. What we're going to be focusing on here is the provider names, so this column B, the uh, ownership status, uh, the, so we have for-profits, we have not non-profits, we have government, city council, uh, or city, county owned. Uh, we have special focus facility status, so everything that's blank is neither a candidate nor a special focus facility, but the candidates and the special focus facilities are each labeled. And some other variables of interest are going to be overall rating, health inspection rating, QM rating, and thing rating. So this is a, the data set we'll be working with. And lastly, uh, but not least, we have our coordinates, which tell Tableau where the facilities are so that uh, it can it can uh, identify where it is on the map. So these are this particular data set is the uh, 500 plus nursing homes or 618 nursing homes in New York State. And I'm going to take it from start to finish. And so this is what the uh, the Tableau interface looks like at the uh, at the start with no information and we're going to connect to data and again all this information is in the uh, in the instruction tableau 101 sheet that was uh, that was uh, that link was provided in the previous slide so we're going to connect it to that excel file which was already in my computer and now we see this is all the information that that we just saw in our Excel spreadsheet, but now it's in Tableau, and we can go to our worksheet, which is where we're going to make the map. And this is just going to be a quick three-minute uh, demonstration. So we're going to, on our left, we can see dimensions and measures. Uh, dimensions are uh, qualitative or are qualitative information. So we have provider name, city, state, uh, special focus facility status. Whereas measures tend to be quantitative data, such as um, such as the overall ratings, uh, such as uh, here we have staffing information. But these are more of the numbers, whereas the dimensions are more of the qualitative information. So we're going to start by dragging longitude and latitude up here, and then provider name. So now we already have a map of all the facilities in New York State, um, but we're going to want to take this a step further and Visualize, visualize the ratings and special focus facility status. Um, so first I want to switch this, and this is in the instructions, but we're switching this to dimension. Um, but our next step is going to be uh, getting all of our variables of interest into the marks square. So we are interested in 
overall rating. We're interested in quality measures rating. We're interested in special focus facility status. We're interested in ownership type. And we'll go staffing rating. So now when you look over each circle, uh, you can see in the tooltip it has a lot of the information that we are interested in, albeit not in a in an organized way. So our next step that we're going to take is we're going to uh, visualize, illustrate the nursing home's overall ratings by color. So a minute ago we we uh, we dragged one of our measures overall rating into this box and to illustrate our facilities by color we're going to slide overall rating into color and now we have the different facilities the darker facilities are our five and the lighter facilities are, are our ones and this is just a kind of a, a more uh, intermediate step, but we can arrange, we can set up our own colors so that it's customized, um, and we can change that to discrete. So now we have uh, this is the color that Tableau provided, and we can change it to our own colors by hitting this arrow that says Edit Colors, and we can to change each color we can click uh double click the the box so we're going to have our our null which are the uh yeah we're going to make that black we're going to make the highest rate of facilities green we're going to make second highest uh we'll go blue uh medium for number 3 because Five is the top rated, one is the lowest rated. Uh, we'll go yellow for three. Uh, number for the two star, we'll turn them to orange. And for the one star, we'll turn them to red. So now we have that. And say you wanted to change the uh, what these are called. So if I wanted to indicate that the fives were the highest rated, I would... Okay, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so now we're going to uh, organize it by special focus facility status. And to do that, we're going and we want to arrange this by size. So special focus facility status is size here. And we see that arranged so that the smallest are, uh, the bigger ones are the candidates, the uh, medium size are the special focus facilities, and then the small ones are none of the above. So we can sort that so it's in a more logical order um, by pressing sort, then manual, uh, then going here. So, okay, so now we have our special focus facilities are our biggest our biggest circles, and uh, we're we're short on time, and I want to be respectful of that and mindful of that. So, on our our there's more uh, you can go more in depth in setting up this legend, but for time's sake, I'm going to show you one last feature, and that's our tooltip. Where right now, if you hover over a facility, you see its latitude and longitude, you see its um, ownership status, you see its uh, its ratings, but we want to get that in an order that makes more sense. So to do that, you click tooltip, and we the latitude and longitude are interesting for are important for making the map, but they're not necessarily interesting for the user. So we can delete that, and this is just a matter of arranging what you think is important. So. Provider name, ownership status, overall special focus facility status, and QM rating. And then we can make a title by double clicking here. Uh, New York Nursing Home Ratings and SSFF status. And that is a brief demo of uh, of what the the software can do. And I'm just going to save this as webinar example. And
and then it's going to download to a server, and we have our map loading. And this is a basic example of a of a, a Tableau map. And again, with a, with more time, there's a lot of things you can play around with. But I wanted to just give a brief example there. Uh, and on that note, um, well, first, uh, if you have questions about this, you can uh, always send me an email at eric at ltcc.org if you want to go into more depth on using this software. But I hope I've uh, been able to convey the um, potential for data, data visualization um, and, and how it can help get your message or get your information across. So I'm going to send it, hand it back to Richard, who's going to close our webinar. Eric, yeah, Eric, thanks so much. Uh, just to yeah. clarify, it's Eric, E-R-I-C at L-T-C-C-C.org. Yes. L-T-C-C-C.org. Uh, that was great. Thank you. And, um, uh, and also, as I, uh, when I showed the piece before, that was on our website. So this can be embedded on your website and, and you can share it, et cetera. So it's really useful to, uh, to have. Thanks, Eric. That was, mm -hmm. um, as always, really informative. Are you, um, I think you're still in control. Oh, great. So yeah. um, <clears throat> this is our last screen. Thank you for joining us. Second to last screen, excuse me. Thank you for joining us today. Um, if you want to get alerts, we also, we always do alert people when we add new data to the website, when we update data to the website. We're going to be coming out with the latest Staffing data, I would say in the, uh, probably later this week or early next week. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that right, Eric? Or, or yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, CMS published um, the, the most recent quarter, which is, I think, 2019 Q3 of data, and Eric has been working on that. So we're going to be getting that out. And all the forms that I showed before for each state um, in, um, in the within the next week or so, this program will also be posted to our YouTube channel, and which you can access through our website, and as a um, and as a podcast as well on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, and on our website as well. So uh, please join us again um, in the future by uh, signing up at nursinghome411.org forward slash join. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web. We have some information here. If you're an ombudsman in New York State and want credit for attending this program, uh, there's a, a quick survey that you take. We'd also be happy to do this for other ombudsman programs in other states. Just let us know, and we can make arrangements with you as well. Um, and then, Eric, if you just go to the last slide, please. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So we're going to open up quickly the questions or comments. Our next program is on March 17th, again at 1 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to be on fostering resident independence, choice, and decision-making in assisted living. We're coming out with some uh, new guides that will be, uh, I very much hope, out by March 17th and, and available, and we're going to be talking about them and some best practices for uh, care, care staff, for administrators, and, of course, for residents and their families and ombudsmen. So thanks very much. Uh, we'll open it up to any questions. Now, if you have a question, please press star six to unmute yourself, and we can stay on for a few minutes. Or as Eric said, you could feel free to email us as well. Any questions? Hello, Richard. Yes, this hi. Is hi, this is Donna Price from hi, Crown Heights. Hi, Richard. I owe you an email. I owe you an email. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, I have a question for you. Um, I don't know how you would categorize this one. There is a resident who is declining, and I think she's badly infected. She's not being sent to the hospital simply because they cannot reach her husband. Well, if she, if she needs hospitalization, she should, um, she should, they should send her to the hospital. There, there's no one there to speak for her or to... Um... Well, the, the excuse I hear is that uh, the only one that they're in, supposed to be in contact with is the husband. Well, if they, if they have an emergency available. situation, they shouldn't wait for anyone. I mean, I would say, honestly, if, um, you know, if you can speak to the ombudsman there, that's helpful. But if, if she has a serious infection and um, is her you know, life is in, in danger or health is in, well-being is in danger, I would call up the Department of Health 
uh, as anonymously, if you want to make an anonymous, um, someone should make an anonymous complaint saying that this is an emergency situation for this resident. Yeah, I just heard about it, and I do intend to notify uh, Deidre Scott about it. Now, there's right. another question, Richard. Okay, yes. I don't want to take up all of your time, but I just have another question. On residents with pneumonia, if the facility um, is not able to care for that person with that illness, um, isn't the 72-hour period a, a, a bit of grace before they send them to the hospital? Because they're not sending them, and when they do send them, the hospital diagnoses them with sepsis. Hey. Um, well, that's uh, yeah, that's obviously very concerning. I know, I know that, that this this is a, a family council member. For those of you uh, who don't know Donna, um, I mean, if the you know, it's hard to say without you know seeing what's going on, of course. But if uh, I, I would speak to the you know to the director of nursing and to the and, and if not him or her to the administrator and, and, and express concerns about that people need to be receiving treatment as soon as possible and certainly um, you know if, if it's to the point where they have uh, sepsis that is very serious um, and yeah, I would also I would also raise that with the Department of Health that this is a and, and, and make sure that it, that whoever speaks to the Department of Health even if it's anonymously is clear that this is a um, you know a life or death situation for people that they need to get in there well as a family Council President, I don't have a problem letting them know who I am. Yeah, right. Um, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, th are there any other? Uh, and Don, I, I wrote an email, so we'll be. I'll be in touch with you. I'm sorry, in the next day or so. I apologize for the delay. Uh, are there any other questions related to the um, uh, to the webinar? I um, thank everyone for joining us today.